The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter all the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got. Yeah. Unlock your wealth radio starts now. Welcome to the show, everyone. How are you doing? We are starting our new season, season 33. Can you believe it? 33. Okay. I know. So, so we have, uh, we have a full blown adult here. (laughs) (laughs) We have a full blown adult. Uh, I am Heather Wagonhalls flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. We have our moolah word of the day, and it's a basic moolah word of the day, but it's a word that we probably need to be refreshed with. And we also have fabulous investor. And if you are a listener to my terrestrial weekday Unlock Your Wealth updates that go across America on regular radio stations weekdays, then you will have already heard heard of this week's guest. It's uh, Jim Woods is here to kick off the new season. And uh, it's uh, season 33, nothing but trouble. Cause <laughs> season 33, there's something there. I got it. I, I, got, to, I got to think about that. I know, we got it, but it's nothing but trouble so far. So, <laughs> so I like it. And, I, and, and we have um, our resident troublemaker and stock analyst, uh, Jim Woods, coming on today. So I'm pretty excited about that. But first, for those of you who are interested, if you are interested in our 13th key in our keys to riches, by the way, this is our first key, acceptance mm-hmm. and affirmation. Okay. And you need to visit keystoriches.com if you want to get the full key download. And if you visit keystoriches.com, you can also sign up for our complimentary class. We have the class. It's ready to go. It's uploaded. So we're set. So sign up today at keystoriches.com, by the way. And uh, But I was going to say, if you are a voracious reader, like we learn in our 13th key, our final key, if you were here last week, in our final key uh, of the keys to riches, it's become a voracious reader. And you can become a ra- voracious reader. You say you don't have time. Well, I'm going to make time for you because you are going to get a free offer from my friends at Audible. So yes, You can read with your ears, folks. All you have to do is visit audibletrial.com forward slash unlock your wealth and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Are you ready for our moolah word? I'm ready. Okay. Moolah. Security. A security is an investment instrument. Other than an insurance policy or fixed annuity, it is issued by a corporation, a government, or other organization which offers evidence of debt or equity. 
The official definition from the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 is any note, stock, treasury stock, bond, debenture, certificate of interest or participation in any profit sharing agreement or in any oil, gas or other mineral royalty or lease, any collateral trust certificate, pre-organization certificate, subscription, transferable share, investment contract. I mean, there's like a litany of all of these things. So just about anything that you can exchange that creates value that's garnered by markets is considered a security with the exception again. Mm -hmm. uh, That's probably what we should look at first is the exceptions, the fixed annuities, uh, um, uh, or insurance policies. So uh, it's really, really cool um, to always go back to the basics. And since this is our first you know, show of the season, I thought, why don't we go back to the basics with our security instrument? But I want to talk to you about my new BFF in the investment world. And uh, we met because we were both speakers at Freedom Fest. And this guy was, so we have a lot of things in common. So more so than just our political and philosophical um, uh, leanings, we also see things from a financial lens. And how does it affect your personal economy and then the global economy? And that's what's really unique about him as an investor. Uh, so if you are not familiar with my favorite book, if you haven't listened before, and I've talked about Atlas Shrugged, Ad nauseum, by the way, I am headed to New York next week, and it is the 60th anniversary of the publication of Atlas Shrugged. And so he is a, a shruggy for sure. He worked at the Ayn Rand Institute, as a matter of fact, while he was going to college. But, you know, um, we could talk about his background um, extensively. But let me just give you a little bit of what I know about this guy, other than he's cool. And both of our last names start with W. He's a 20-year in veteran of the markets a with varied experiences as a broker, hedge fund trader, financial writer, author, and newsletter editor. His books include co-authoring Billion Dollar Green, Profit from the Eco Revolution, and The Wealth Shield, How to Invest and Protect Your Money from Another Stock Market Crash, Financial Crisis, or Global Economic Collapse. He's ghostwritten many books and articles for financial luminaries, some of the industry's biggest, as a matter of fact. So let's join Jim in our previously recorded interview. Welcome to the show, Mr. Woods. I am so glad to have you here on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Yeah, thank you very much, Heather. It's a, always a pleasure to be with you. I am so excited. You know, for folks that uh, don't hear me on terrestrial radio, we do an Unlock Your Wealth update. And so those listeners are familiar with your financial advice because we use your content in some of our updates every week. So it's always yep. exciting um, for listeners to be able to hear you in a different medium. Also, you've also been a guest on another show that uh, I'm hosting, but this one is all about personal finance and building wealth and creating financial freedom for ourselves and our families. And under that umbrella, there comes this time where once we've saved, we can only do so much with our savings. Now we have to start investing. And you are publisher and editor of 
several publications that deal specifically with the nuts and bolts of investing. And so can you share with our audience, because they're kind of nervous, some of the um, questions and concerns that you had when you first started investing? Uh, certainly. Well, the we're at a we're at an interesting time uh, with when it comes to investing in the financial markets. Uh, if someone's already been invested in the markets for the past year or so, they've done pretty well. I mean, the markets are up nicely. I believe the S and P five hundred is is up over twelve percent so far year to date. And we're talking about uh, the recent string of uh, all-time highs in the Dow and the S&P and the NASDAQ. So you can't really have gone too uh, too far wrong unless you're betting against the market or unless you're uh, picking you know, the, a lot of the wrong stocks. Um, that said, how long is this party going to last? That's the, the biggest question that I get. Um, <laughs> it's always and, the question. And, yeah, that's always the question. And and that has been the question that I think everyone faces no matter when their money is at work. Yes, like when I first got started. When I first got started as a as a, in, in the industry, it was in the mid-'90s, and there was a lot of kind of – the you know, market was doing pretty well then, and then it really started doing well in the late 90s, uh, and that's when the whole dot-com bubble kind of really took off, and people were just throwing money at all these companies with no earnings and no, um, no, really no business plan that that looked viable other than try to get scooped up by someone else, and of course that came to a crashing halt, uh, you know, in the early 2000s. Um, and bubbles always do. They always come to a halt at some point, and usually unexpectedly because that's the nature of the bubbles. And you've talked about this, I know, in the real estate market. And, uh, in fact, I believe you may have called the real estate bubble at one point, um, presciently. But um, these <laughs> things happened, That was the one time my crystal ball worked really well, was in 2003. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, the crystal, crystal ball has a way of not of making us all look bad and that's that's one of the uh downsides that's why to what i do from that <laughs> <laughs> exactly well the, the 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 funny thing about that is um the crystal ball is actually not that hard to look through if you if you know the basics when it comes to investing and also if you're willing to not chase the um you know the holy grail through the crystal ball if you're willing to be disciplined if you're willing to know how markets work and if you're willing to judiciously put your money at risk then it's not as bad of a it's not as as opaque a crystal ball as as one might think now, right i mean would you agree with the statement that you know anybody can look at indicators but if you you have to look at the right indicators to make the decisions in order to make the predictions because if you you can look at any indicator and say, oh, yeah, like because most people look at what's doing well and, oh, yeah, it's all going up. It's going up until it doesn't go up anymore. Right. No, and there's definitely. When, um, Whoa, what happened? So I think that, you know, perhaps you could you could, you know, confirm or refute that, that you got to be looking at the right indicators in order to make those predictions. Yes, that's that's definitely right. I mean, if you put it in medical terms, let, let's say you. You know, you come, you go to the doctor, and you and you have you've had a you have a pain in your shoulder, 
and uh, you go to the doctor and he starts giving you an EKG and a brain scan and he starts doing a, all, the, all these different tests, these blood, the blood sugar tests to say, well, wait a minute, my shoulder hurts. You know, can't you do like an MRI <laughs> on my shoulder? And, and he'll be like, well, no, we don't need to look at the MRI that yet. Let me do all these other tests first. No, he's looking at the wrong thing. So, yes, you definitely have to look at the right thing. Um, and the way I see it is there, there's, a, there's quite a bit of there's, – there's all kinds of data points out there. And they all have a, a purpose, but they all you, – you can't you, – you, they all don't work – in the same way, they're not all, all as efficient as de- in determining what is going on with markets, or whether you should now is a good time for you to add money to the market, or whether it now is a time to, for you to to uh, reduce exposure to the market. So, I mean, one of the the main there's a, there's a lot of main indicators for for stocks per se. One of the biggest and best indicators is just to look at the broad market major domestic average, the S&P 500 index. Now, what you want to look at in the S&P 500 is not so much where it's at numerically, because that doesn't tell you anything. What you want to know is what you want to be able to do is look at a chart of the S&P 500, plot it out for a one-year period at, at minimum, preferably two years, and look at where the market is in relative to something called the 200-day moving average. This is an average that smooths out the daily fluctuations, weekly fluctuations of, of stocks and tells you what the trend looks like and what the trend looks like and also where your, the, the, the market is now in relation to the trend. So a general rule that I apply uh, and I've, that I've applied in my newsletters is look at where you are, the, the market's trading now in relation to that 200-day average. If the market is well extended over the 200-day average, that confirms that you're in a bull market, but it also confirms that you want to add exposure to the market in a cautious manner because we're what's called overextended a little bit. Now, right mm-hmm. now, we are in a very protracted uh state of being overextended in terms of where the market is compared to the 50 day or 200 day average excuse me um we are i don't know i think we're about five percent above that and we've been about five percent above that since about november of 2016 when we all know what happened there uh, mm-hmm. We got a new president, and we got a renewed sense of optimism in financial markets that that things were going to go higher. And that that is actually the thing that I've been telling my subscribers that has been the main driver of stocks since November 9th, the morning of November 9th. We saw people rush in to add exposure to markets, and we have really not seen anything other than that for the past 10 months or so and it that's quite it's quite telling and it's quite it, it also but it also kind of engenders a little bit of nerves when you're looking at markets because you're like how come how long can this party last now is this a bubble you know what about you know what what is underlying in the markets that's going to keep these things these stocks going higher and there's a mm-hmm. few things that that are going to do that and that have done that. I mean, the main I, I I've called it the hope trade, 
um, uh-huh. for the last 10 months. And, and the hope is that there was going to be infrastructure spending. There's hope that there was going to be health care reform. There was hope that there was going to be regulatory reform. And the main hope was the hope that there would be a corporate tax cut. So, so far, we've seen a little bit on the regulatory front, not not substantial, in my opinion, on, the, on deregulation, but it's been, there has been, you know, there have been a lot of executive orders rolling back a lot of uh, kind of market hindering regulations. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. there's been no work and no basic uh, movement on infrastructure spending, which the market was counting on. Now, I not a big advocate of go- big government programs and infrastructure spending, but they are fiscally stimulative in the sense of from from a market perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, from a from a healthcare reform perspective, we all know the fiasco of that. There has not been any right. healthcare reform, and it looks to me like, as far as I could tell, there's not going to be any healthcare reform at all unless there's some big Republican victory in, in the 2018 elections. But I don't even think they're going to. It's politically a hot potato that they don't want to tackle. Right. Well, you can't. I mean, and that's a whole like separate show topic. But you are listening to Jim Woods, editor in chief of Successful ETF Investing. This segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keep my ID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. So, Jim, you and I um, come from a totally different philosophical approach to uh, what's going on with our government. Um, so, when we talk about the disappointment in the healthcare reforms, so how is that affecting the market? You've, you've got these three things here that you're talking about on this this hope strategy. Right, right. Well, I, I oh well, just for clarity, I think you and I are coming from the same perspective, but it's different than most other people <laughs> when it comes right. to the. the <laughs> we're we're both uh, extremists in the uh, in the market sense. Um, however, well, okay, so. Getting back to this, the, the the healthcare situation that was, we were hope the market was hoping there would be some some policy adjustments that were a little bit more a little more pro capitalist, but that didn't happen. So, but the main driver of stocks, if take out all these other things, the main driver of stocks has been the hope that there will be corporate tax rate reduction. Now, from a from a market technical standpoint, that's good because if there is a reduction in corporate taxes, like say from 35% currently to down to 20%, which is what uh, the president says is his land line in the sand in terms of not going uh, any higher than that. I doubt that's not, I, I don't think that's a non-negotiable point. Uh, I think anything's negotiable. When it, when right. it comes I think to he's Washington. overly optimistic if you ask me, but Yes, I, I think I, I think you're, that's accurate, but I also think that they are going to come back with some kind of uh, corporate tax cut, and also a, a part of that tax cut would be a uh, foreign profit repatriation, which will be a one-time thing where companies like Apple and Microsoft and these companies that, that accrue big 
earnings and big uh, profits overseas can bring them back to the U.S. penalty-free, tax-free at a one-time basis. And that will be incredibly stimulative to the markets and to the economy, and especially for these companies that can do more R&D with that money that they would have just saved or the, the, the money that they save from not having to pay a 35% corporate tax on it. Now they can either pay zero or at most 20%. So that, that the existence of that hope for tax reform, which, you know, kind of coincidentally is being helped by the fact that there was no progress on the health care thing, because the one thing that politicians want more than anything else is to keep their job. And there's mm-hmm. no way that Republicans are going to go back to their district and say, well, we didn't do anything this year, but we really want to keep our job. So hire us again, and we won't do anything again for the next four years or the next two years. So Congress congressional seats that are in trouble or that are, you know, that could be in trouble because of voter backlash are going to, people are going to, these guys are going to want to get reelected and they want to be able to say, hey, we got a tax cut for you. So I do think there's a good chance that there's going to be some substantive tax cuts in probably in 2018, early 2018, if not late 2017. So I am kind of optimistic about that. And more importantly, the markets are optimistic. And the reason we know that is because we watched the S&P 500, we watched the other indexes, and that's the indicator telling us that the market believes we are we are going to get what we want. And the fact that the S&P and other indices are above their 200-day moving average by, you know, a comfortable measure tells us just that. So that is, that. that's, to getting back to your original question, that is the indicator that I look at most. Of course, there's little, there's smaller indicators and there's, there's plenty of them, there's plenty of sector indicators and things like that, um, and ye, like gold and, and yields and things like that that I look at. But for the most part, um, the trend is your friend. The trend tells you what you need to know when you, when it comes to investing, especially for the average investor who's trying to figure out, well, is this a good time for me to put money to work or not? Um, and and then, then you get into the question of where you put money to work, how long you put it to work, in what sectors, in what particular stocks. All these questions are all questions that, you know, require much further, uh, a much further deep dive and, and also depends – largely on your objective. A lot of people tell me that they want to, you know, what should I invest in? I said, well, where do you want to be? What, what's your goal? And they say, so well, I want... to start with what my objective is. If I'm new to investing, my, my first thing I need to start with is what's my objective? Exactly. I mean, you have to, if you, if you want to get somewhere, like if you, if you want to travel somewhere, you don't just start driving your car and taking it out somewhere and go, oh, I hope I can get somewhere. You know, you need to know where you're at. You need to know where you're going to go. And therefore, that dictates the path that you take. So if you are someone who is looking to uh, invest for your retirement and you've got 15 years to go or 20 years to go or 10 years to go, whatever amount of time you have before you start need to start getting that money and using it, that is going to dictate the kinds of financial assets that you invest in. So if you're close to retirement and you, and you don't want to take a chance of losing any, any income in the stock market, well, you should be mainly in bonds 
or in dividend preferred preferred stocks or something that pays and generates a dividend yield at first and foremost if you are a young person and say in your 20s or even in your 30s and you're trying to make your money grow as fast as possible you should definitely have more equities you should have more uh, aggressive stocks you can have a uh, you can have some bonds if you wanted to in, in some cases but uh, you should have a mixture of strong uh, high barrier to entry companies dividend stocks that continue to pay like things like caterpillar j and j things like J Johnson and Johnson things like that and you should have a portion of portfolio dedicated to what we call the fast money. In fact, one of the uh, one of the my newsletters is called the Fast Money Alert. We buy we buy the stuff that's moving higher, and we buy it and we hold it for a couple of months at most, and then we leave. So, for example, recently the Chinese internet stocks were big, so we went in there. We we got 40% gains in a matter of weeks, and then we even increased the gains to like the 285% level and even 500% level by buying options on those stocks. I love uh, options. Yeah, options are great. I mean, if you're the right type of investor, if you're an options, well, if you understand the markets, if you're willing to lose all the money that you put into your options trades, then they're great because... They can really do well. I mean, they have the, the, the power of the leverage and the time constraints uh, can really add to your gains, but they can also hurt you. So you have to be extremely judicious. I don't recommend that for the, for the novice investor, but if you're a sophisticated investor, uh, I, strong, I encourage everyone to check that out, uh, the Fast Money Alert. I do that with Dr. Mark Skousen, who we both know is um, involved in the Freedom Fest event where, where, we, were, you know, where, I, where we last met. And uh, so there's there's a lot of ways to uh, to skin the cat, as it were, um, and when it comes to investing and to get your profits. It's just a matter of your risk tolerance, your goals, and also your um, you know your comfort your comfort level with with doing some of these these strategies. But there, there's there's something out there for everyone. Uh, I I like to say that I my services have like a lot of uh, appeal to a lot of different uh, subscribers because they cover a spectrum of uh, different strategies, and I try to you know lend my eye on the markets um, to help people understand where to go and what to do. And I have specific stock recommendations and and ETF recommendations, even mutual fund recommendations uh, for 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 different portfolio strategies, different. Um, different goals. So when it comes to investing, it just depends a lot on your goal, where you want to be, and your risk tolerance, things like that. But there's a lot of similarities in all investing, and it all comes down to knowing, you know, the, the most rational, uh, identifying the most rational places to be at a given time for, for a given time. Outstanding. Well, if folks want to learn more and begin exploring their stock investing with some of your advice, how do folks find you and your publications to subscribe? Sure. Um, the best way to go is to go to my website. And it's quite easy, jimwoodsinvesting.com. You'll find... Uh, information about my free weekly 
newsletter, which is called the Weekly ETF Report, uh, that comes out every Wednesday. I encourage everyone to sign up for that. It's it's completely free, and uh, that gives you a few. That will give you some thoughts uh, each week on 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 certain ETFs, certain trends in the market. Uh, we even talk about. Um, things that aren't necessarily market-related, like, for example, in this week's issue, I talked about how to survive an active shooter situation, which may not seem like it has a lot to do with the markets, but it actually, the, uh, one, of the, one of the main things that you need to do to, to survive uh, any market downturn is be prepared. So, and it's the same with life. You have to be prepared for things that happen. So you need to know kind of how to think what to do in any kind of crazy situation. And active shooter situation is, is something that we all never want to be in, but but we sometimes may find ourselves in. And, and so that's that it, it, the point is, is I talk about a lot of different things there. So I encourage everyone to check that out um, for um, for as far as other services. I have a, my one of my mainstays is services is called successful investing. And that uh, has portfolios for income investors, growth for investors, and also for fast, faster money investors. Then, of course, I have the Fast Money Alert. And I also have a, a service called the Intelligence Report, which is more of a um, kind of a uh, dividend-oriented, safety-oriented uh publication designed for people who are investing for the long term and who uh, want to build wealth through dividends and build wealth through um, through targeted bonds, things like that. So there's something there for, I think, for every investment uh, taste or almost every investment taste. So, But it all starts at jimwoodsinvesting.com. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on today's episode. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Jim Wood's show page and click on the link to learn all about investing and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.